All right. So welcome to today's episode. Today I have a really exciting guest, Julie at Modern Day Medium. I actually had my first reading with Julie a few years ago, which was really amazing. And that was before Nirvana was created. And Julie really saw that in my timeline, which really helped bring a lot of clarity um, into what I was doing and everything. But before we get into that, I will get Julie to introduce herself and a bit about what she does. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maddie. And thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I'm super excited. Um, so a little bit about me. So I was born with um, the mediumship ability. So I remember when I was about, well, for me, I clearly remember everything when I was like about six, seven. My mum clearly remembers everything when I was a little bit more younger, that I would just be talking about random people and random situations. And she was like, like, you weren't even born. How do you know this? And because my family is quite spiritual, um, my mum kind of knew that, oh, okay, I think my daughter's like either talking to someone who's crossed over or something like that. Um, and so it wasn't until I was like, yeah, six, seven, that I started to really um, understand what was going on. So I started to like, you know, the hearing the, you know, people, voices, feeling different things, seeing like even people like that have crossed over, like in almost like as if there was like this apparition kind of thing happening. I was like, oh, to me, it wasn't scary. It was like super cool. So I never felt scared with my gifts. And then as I got older, I started to really understand, oh, okay, so this is like what a psychic medium does. And this is kind of, you know, the spiritual realm and things like that. And so I just kind of like would read a lot of books on how to develop your psychic abilities. And so that's kind of then led me into this being a, this being a part of my world for my whole life. So even though I went off and I went to the corporate world and um, did a lot of, you know, HR type of roles, PA type of roles, they were all still positions that were being of service to people. It was all about still tapping into my intuition and my abilities to look at the bigger picture and, and offer advice and guidance and even to like, you know, at the CEO level as well. So it was always been a part of my world. And I was doing um, readings when I was 16, like using tarot cards and things like that, um, like for people like, you know, family, friends, and then like, you know, through word of mouth, but not as a business, just kind of like, oh, you know, if, if I were happened to be at a party or I happened to be at someone's house, they'd be like, oh my God, Julie, bring your cards. There's going to be people here want to like, you know, do all this stuff with you. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's kind of how that journey developed. And then it wasn't until I was in my, late 30s like mid to late 30s I was like you know what I just feel like I've got a bigger calling and I was like I've got to just focus on this and let everything else go in the sense of what everyone else wanted me to be because as much as my family is very like supportive of this gift they were still like can you be somewhat normal can you just go <laughs> at least have a normal job or a normal life and you know all that type of stuff um and I was just like um no <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I feel like, you know, you know, you get to a certain age and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't be what everyone else wants me to be. I, my calling was a little bit more stronger. So then I literally just left my whole corporate world behind and decided to build this business. And so, and it was, and I've spoken about this before in the past, like it's not easy, but it's very fulfilling to start your own business. So I still worked in hospitality. I worked in retail. I had like three jobs going at the same time. I'd work at a crystal shop. I worked on all the big phone lines around the world. So I was working like seven days a week, day and night, just 
my profile. Um, and I think that's probably what's made me um, one of like, the. Oh, well, I think I'm like one of the top psychics out there just because like I've trained myself to be super quick and efficient and get the, you know, the information from my spirit. And also I think it's just my age as well. Like the older I've gotten, the more understanding, you know, and experience that I have that I have this awareness with spirit that we work really well together. So um, that's why the information come really quickly when I do Instagram lives and stuff like that. And I can get a lot of detail when people do sit with me on a one-on-one session. So again, it's just developed over the years. And like this year I'll be 45. So, you know, it's a long time doing this work. And um, yeah, and so as my as I've evolved throughout the years, my business has evolved. And so now how I'm working at the moment is I'm using um, my abilities to kind of like take it to another, I guess, to another level when it comes to reading. So I've got something what's called the life lesson readings. And this is where we're still doing a reading for someone, but we're just going into a little bit more depth depth as about, you know, so what are some of the lessons that you need to understand about the situation or what's coming up? So it's kind of like more of an overall um, view of, of your life. Um, and kind of what you need to know long-term. Because normally when people come for a reading, they want to know what the future holds. They want to know that their current situation is either going to improve or, you know, that there's changes coming. So the life lessons just kind of add to it to be like, well, this is what's coming up, but you also have to understand this is what is at play and this is some of the things you have to learn long-term. Um, so that's one of the aspects that I do, which is what I'm going to, I'm going to give you like a, a mini taster of what a life lesson reading is all about. Um, and then I've kind of elevated them for people who want to kind of further, um, look at these areas in their life, look at their life lessons. Um, and I call that like mastering your life, um, from a personal development package. So I work with people quite intimately and I support them through periods of time. So whether it's like one and a half months or three months. Months, they're kind of like the two different packages that I offer and that just allows people like I said to spend some time with me to really nut through not um over things to help them process some of these lessons and then to allow them to kind of really move forward um and throughout all of that I've always done healing so it's not just about the readings mm. so I have kind of brought in the healings element to that as well so I studied um hypnosis last year just to kind of allow people to go deeper because sometimes with energy healing it's great and and the shifts are happening but I find that a lot of people want to feel into something because then their conscious mind goes right I'm connecting that something is happening to me regardless whether I know or can name the energy that's going through me if they can feel into being deeply relaxed or just kind of like letting their conscious mind release and not trying to hold on to things it allows the healing to integrate faster. So I've got something else called the spiritual hypnosis healing. So it allows people, if they do want to kind of break through cycles, they can kind of feel into the depth that they are physically going into. And then they're more accepting of the energy that's taking place to kind of shift out those blocks and fears and, and things of that nature. Um, and there is another phase that I'm doing that I haven't kind of released yet, but I can kind of... Um, talk a little bit about it here so you're going to get like the scoop on it 
So um, I am going to release what I call, and I'm just kind of, I'm trying to nut out like the words and the content and how I'm going to like position it. But ultimately it is a like a holistic therapy session, which means that if something's going on in your world, it's not necessarily about you wanting to know about the future or you wanting to get a reading about, you know, what's going to happen in X, Y, Z. It's really just you know, if in that moment something's going on and you you're you just can't figure out what it is and how it's making you feel, then I'm creating these sessions for people um, that can come to me and sit with me and I can kind of listen to what's been going on and then I can kind of use um, all of my skills. Because like I said, you know, I've been in the corporate world for I think over 20 years and a lot of that was, you know, listening to people, that HR element, kind of really understanding what's going on. Plus, you know, I've studied uh, mental health certificates. So I've got kind of a lot of knowledge and experience as well as my psychic gift to then be able to sit with that person and look at it, look at their situation in a more holistic view and help them move through it. But it's not necessarily psychically done. It's more about, right, what's going on? Let's get you some kind of like guidance. Let's understand, you know, how you can move through this. But I'm also there to listen to them. It's not about me. Again, it's not a psychic reading. It's not about me saying, oh, well, don't worry about that because X, Y, Z is going to happen. That doesn't always help people when they're in that situation and they're spiraling a little bit you know, out of control or they're feeling a bit anxious um, or they just can't get that groundingness. So that is something that I'm going to be releasing um, in the next couple of days or at least talking about it. And then this is phase three of the big business shift that I've that I've started this year. So you've got your your life lessons, which are those one-off readings that go deep. Then you've got your personal development packages, which is very much about let's spend some time together. Let's work through all of this. But it has a very strong life lesson element to it. So you've got to, it's all about, yes, we can look at different situations, but what's really going on here? What do you need to learn? And let's get you through that. And then the holistic therapy sessions, they're more about right, something's happened, let's talk about it, let's deal with it, let's process it, let's help you move past it. But it's not about going, oh, here you go, these are the answers, this is what's happening in your future because not everyone wants that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow, I love all that. There's so many things that came into my mind. Um, But I love your approach with with the life lessons stuff because it adds that element of responsibility and something that, okay, now I can work with this instead of maybe getting a bit of a, you know, readings can be such purple energy, but bringing that like groundedness of like, okay, here's something that I can work with or here's something that I can do about it as well. Um, So, so cool. And then the hypnosis, like bringing the subconscious mind into it and the energy in your body and just having it all linked so it does integrate faster and like on all levels and all bodies. So, so cool. I love how you mentioned as well with business that like, yeah, with everyone starting businesses, people can get the idea that it's this easy thing. But I love that you shared that you had a bit of a hustle to it as well, which is cool. And with your gifts when you were young, so do you have the the auditory aspect as well as the visual and like the kinesthetic like do you feel and see things and hear things and were you a child that could remember past lives is that kind of what you were saying when your parents were like how do you remember that 
Yeah. So for me, like all my senses go off. So definitely like I'll see, hear and feel things all at the same time. And it's like this sense of knowing. It's almost like the way that show to me, it's like I've jumped into your timeline mm. and I'm watching your life unfold like I'm watching a movie, but I'm experiencing it myself. Does that cool. make sense? really weird to, like when I say it out loud but that's how it feels for me and then when I am working with someone who say relative has crossed over I will tend to like smell and taste things because sometimes those who have crossed over had a particular scent like a particular like perfume or maybe they loved flowers or maybe mm. they had this special food that they made so that will come through if it resonates or is like almost like a big validation point for like the client that's sitting there. So that also happens to me. And sometimes like when I used to do a lot of mediumship work where people were crossing over, like I could wake up in the morning and I'd smell something. I'd be like, where is that coming from? And then over time I realized, oh, okay, it's just whoever's going to come today, there's obviously a person on the other side that's wanting to make themselves known. I'd smell like perfume. I'd Mm. smell and like no one in the house was a smoker it was just so random and then I was just like oh okay someone's here I'm like okay great um (laughs) that's kind of how how it works and yeah and past lives is a big thing for me like I can tap into anyone's past life I've kind of tapped into mine um I know it's just it's it's interesting like I find that and this this applies to anyone if you don't feel that your gift is limited then it won't be because spirit will only give you information based on what you feel you're capable of. Yeah. Right? So if you're constantly putting blocks in the way going, oh, I can't see things and I can't hear things, it's like, well, that doesn't mean you can't get messages. It Maybe it just means that you have to look at a different approach or a different development phase for you before you get to a particular level. And so for me, I've, I've always, like if I've seen someone do something, like for example, if I've seen like another psychic, you know, read um, animals I'll be like yep I can do that give it to me and the next thing you know I'm kind of talking to animals or you know anything that's come up and I think I always say to people watch if it's a psychic mediumship that you're really into I'm like watch a lot of well-established psychic mediums like on YouTube or on TV see how they do it because the moment you open your mind up to like that's how someone else does it. Spirit goes, well, if you want to do it like that, then I can start to tap into you and give you messages like that. So that's Mm -hmm. something that I've learned from a young age that, yeah, the more I watch different mediums and how they approach their readings or their work, I was then able to, I guess, do the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's really cool because later I did have a question about, you know, how everyone can kind of develop their own gifts. And personally, I've only really had the kinesthetic feeling of like the knowing or I'll say something random like, oh, yes, my sister's having a baby. Like I'll just say it randomly as like a joke. And then it's like that's I've never experienced the auditory or this or that. And I guess I've just told myself, oh, that's not my thing. Sometimes it's more of just like I'll make a weird joke. That's actually true (laughs) or I will feel it, but that's so cool to be to, if you want to strengthen your own powers, Mm -hmm. I guess, just to be open to what you see and know that that's also available for you instead of shutting off like the different kind of ways that people can tap in. Oh, 100%. And I am, I always say to people, like, you don't have to do it on your own. Like, it's great to kind of sit and meditate and journal and have your rituals. But mm-hmm. if you can find a development 
um, like school or course or just like community within this space because that's what I used to do. Like I used to go um, to different development circles mm-hmm. and mediumship you'll find there's always like a lot of older people there back back when I did it right so I'm 45 so I was doing it when I was like from 17 up until like my mid-20s and then on and off finding different circles at different ages and you know you kind of sit there and the energy is so amplified because everyone's there for the right reason everyone's tapping into spirit and so the more that you open up to a particular level, spirit always remembers that level. So that's why I love development circles because you go in and all of a sudden, like even when I teach people now, they go like, oh my God, I couldn't get that information when it, if it was just me doing it on my by myself. I'm like, mm. yes, now you know your baseline has elevated because you've done it once, you can do it again. It's just that circles create an amplified frequency that allow you to raise your vibration to access more information. And you feel like you feel safe and comfortable in doing it in a space like that, that then take that energy and take it home and begin to kind of connect to that space. And I always say to people, if it's difficult for you, if you start, if you get stuck and say, oh, hang on, I can't get to that level I was in the group, just imagine yourself back in the group, right? Imagine. Yeah energy that was present back in the group take yourself there right and then all of a sudden you'll start to elevate your body goes oh yeah I remember this yeah it's like a learnt behavior and then all of a sudden you tap into things that's why I've always been open to like having my awareness expanded I don't read spiritual books I don't read what other people write about their thoughts on ascended masters or anything like that, right? Because I don't want to be tainted about what spirit's messages is for me, for my clients. So I never read those books. But what I do look at is I watch people, like I watch other mediums give readings. Um, I read a lot of like, well, back in the day, um, I read a lot of like psychic development books and I went to a lot of classes. So for me, it was always about developing my gift, not necessarily wanting to read all about, you know, someone's journey and their viewpoint on what spirituality is or it isn't or what an ascended master channels or what an angel channel. I don't care. If I'm meant to know something, spirit will tell me. Because when you're here to be of service, it's never about you. And your channel. Yeah, and it, it's one thing that it took me a long time. When I say long time, I think I was more so in my mid-20s to actually grasp the concept because I used to sit there going like, I'm doing all this stuff for everyone, but why does it feel like I'm, you know, you just kind of think to yourself like, what about me type of thing? Yeah. And then you kind of get to a point where you go, you know what, it's actually not about you. Mm. <laughs> it's always about someone else. The The karma that you get is as you get older is the fact that you've helped someone and you know that you'll never be left alone spirit will never like abandon you and you'll always have enough of what you need um but if you can get out of the mentality of like oh you know how come i'm not getting xyz you start to really focus on being of service and then doors open up for you without you even trying and then your clients feel more i don't know it's like it's like they feel like they can do things like they can shift things and that's what it's all about so I always say to people, focus on your development, take you out of the equation because it's not about you if you are wanting to do this to be of service. Yeah, yeah, I love that. With, Can you explain this? Because I've done a lot of, been a part of a lot of psychic development circles and medium circles with, with all the old ladies and stuff like that. And I tend to 
get very, very high. It's like I'm on plant medicine after the two hours or whatever it is. I feel like I'm just this little fairy and I'm fully like above my head in the clouds. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's a sign of struggling to like ground at the same time, Mm -hmm. maybe leaving my body. How would you see that? Um, I think for you, it's just, look, as human beings, we are constantly craving um, to feel into that bliss and that's Mm -hmm. how I'll describe it. Nirvana, the bliss is called Nirvana. Um, and so when we experience it, we want to stay in it for a long period of time or as long as we possibly can, right? Um, and I don't think it's necessary that you can't ground yourself because I think you can and I think it's okay to stay in that blissful, like, space for as long as you allow yourself to, right? Because you'll always be grounded, right? Whether it's through TV, um, someone talking to you, having something to eat, you'll always ground yourself, right? Mm. But important to honor that space when you're in that nirvana and that blissful you know element and use it to your advantage use it to create use it to get ideas use it to kind of get your own messages start journaling don't shut it down and don't think that it's anything bad you know that oh shit I should be grounding myself now because like I'm still yeah. up in the clouds who fucking cares like how often yeah. can you say that you're always in the clouds you're not because life always yeah you know, pulls you into the space of being grounded or being present. So I always say to people, obviously, you don't want want to live in that space. And it's actually really difficult to be in that nirvana space all the time from a spiritual perspective. But when you're in it, use it to your advantage to create, to be of service. Um, And then just when you're ready to kind of move into the space of being present again, then you can have your grounding um, aspects. But it's just because the reason it happens is because the frequency is so high, like I was saying before, when you're in development circles, that everyone's matching. And then when it's matching, then the teacher elevates it even higher. So the facilitator kind of you know, adds a level. And because it's all protected, because the facilitator will obviously create a protection around the circle, protection around you, it's very normal that there's this blissful energy that lasts, you know, well, like either hours after you finish the class. So use it to your advantage, I say. Don't don't try and shut it off. Yeah, yeah. And just being aware of it instead of, I, I guess there are some people that may use this work to spiritually bypass and dissociate from their body and always just seeking that that high and being in this space mm-hmm. because they're trying to actually avoid their life lesson yes and i think i mean those people who do that um it is quite it's rare in the sense of in in the spiritual world where we're doing it for the right reasons so those who tend to do that they may come to classes like this but you'll find that they won't last in those classes because they'll look for the next big high and the next big high and the next big high Mm. I think it's super important if people are using spirituality to make themselves feel good but from a a detached version of their life because their life in their present moment doesn't feel safe or doesn't feel like fulfilled then you can still use spirituality to help you overcome those things. So start looking at it in a different manner. Don't look at it as in like, let me just get to why. It's more like, well, what can I do to understand what's going on? And that's kind of where you might need, you know, more kind of like um like guidance or speaking to someone who's got wise counsel and and things like that. But you know, there are there are spirit junkies out there who just 
like, you know, definitely uh, are seeking it for the high, um, but eventually that will wear off and then there'll be something else. That, so anyone who wants to continuously disassociate will always find the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And if you ever come across those people, then um, I would say from a spiritual perspective, try and use it as your way to help guide them um, through other processes and other practices to work through whatever issues are coming up from. It's just, it's all they're doing is they, they're crying out for help really. And because the majority of the spiritual community are all about helping people, not everyone, but most of them are about helping people. It's our job to be able to identify that scenario and then be able to help them rather than just kind of let them go. Um, that That's kind of how I would answer that question because, like, you know, I think we've all at different times in our life we've tried to disassociate from our body or our life or our situation, and I think that's very normal if it's, you know, every like you know it happens like once in a blue moon or it's because like you're grieving something but if it's if it's happening on the regular basis um then you do have to kind of put your hand up and say i need some support i need some help um and i think those of us around someone like that needs to step in as well and be like hey like i think we need to have a chat i think we need to help you with this because it feels like you know, you're disassociating and you'll, and you'll hear it like in the circles, they'll be very open about telling you what their life is going, like what they're going through. So people who are going through stuff, they're always going to talk about it. Yeah. They're going to cry out for help in some way, shape or form. And I think it's our job to make sure that we can identify that and help them as much as we can or put them in touch with the right people or organizations that can actually help as well. Yeah. That's super helpful. So should we get into a little bit of a mini reading? <laughs> okay, let me have a look. So when I do a life lesson reading, so when someone sits with me for the full hour, I tend to say to them, is there a particular area that they want me to focus on? Because, you know, you 100% know that there's an issue here. Or do you want me to see what spirit comes up with that we need to look at so maddie what would you like me to do for you is there an area you want me to focus on or you're just like oh spirit you just tell me i uh, i'd love i'd love to do the lucky dip option because i feel like i can't pick <laughs> awesome. so i'm just going to scribble because um i tend to kind of like write things down so i don't forget all right i feel like i want to go to relationships for you is that okay? <laughs> i was thinking in my head don't go to relationships because <laughs> Well, you see lucky dip and screw it's like, all right, let's go to relationships then. Okay. I have a look, skis. Um, okay, so I keep bringing, they keep talking about like a past relationship that I need to highlight with you. Um, okay. And I feel like with this particular relationship, um, there's a lot of like confusion, there's a lot of miscommunication. There may have even been some toxic traits or kind of like behaviors that were not necessarily um like welcomed does that make sense i don't want to go into too much mm. detail. no in you can you can go as yeah you can go into detail i i'm not i think there's not that many options for me yeah. to think about <laughs> but we'll just keep rolling okay. so does that make sense why i'm highlighting a particular person where it feels like there's like a 
there's miss like it just feels like there's like confusion there's miscommunication there's like this there are toxic traits within whatever happened within this relationship as well yeah yeah i guess yeah the miscommunication confusing piece um yeah toxic traits innocent kind of toxic traits i guess Mm -hmm. okay so when you say innocent toxic traits explain to me what you think innocent toxic traits are well i think it's like unintentional kind of ways of being (laughs) okay what you have to remember that even if something for example um most of us in our life like when we've had trauma or experienced trauma where even if it's small or or big Mm. it's never um you know unless it's like a perpetrator most of the time as human beings our intention is not to hurt someone yeah yeah but we still we still create an environment where the other person um is hurt or upset or Mm. frustrated right and I think sometimes um, we let people off the hook knowing that, oh, deep down they're a really good person, they have a good heart, they didn't mean it. Mm. But all that does is it makes you um, not really look at your own self-worth or what you feel that is deserving of you. You're just giving, you're allowing them to have an excuse that they can unintentionally make you feel a particular way. And so what that does is it devalues your feelings in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like for you straight away, that's just brought up the fact that you possibly devalue how you feel and your emotions, not just in relationships romantically, but Mm -hmm. possibly um, relationships or connections with family, friends, or even work colleagues. So you will want to hold the peace or find the peace in situations and you'll always look at the bigger picture with people. So in other words, you'll be like, oh, well, they didn't mean to do that, da 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 right? Yeah. So that's what's highlighted so far straight away because you've gone, oh, it's not really toxic, but because they unintentionally did said whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Anything that creates, um, I'm not saying like toxicity, and I think toxicity has been given like a bad rap, like, oh, my God, that's a toxic behaviour, da 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 I think it's important that you understand um, that whenever you have feelings that make you question yourself and or erases self-doubt in who you are as an individual or how you have operated in that situation, if they are not warranted, like you didn't go off and create drama or you didn't go off and hurt the person intentionally, Mm -hmm. then this is kind of where you need to look at the situation and go, right, okay, um, why am I allowing... Why am I allowing that person off the hook if they made me feel this way? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So let's kind of keep on going down this trail. Hang on two seconds. So I know there's that. So that person or that relationship has come up to help me understand where we're going with you, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, And I don't think you're going back. I just feel like they keep saying you're not going backwards. Right. So that's super important that you understand that. So that could indicate that you're not going back to this person or you're not going back to um, those type of behaviors or those type of relationships. Right? I feel like whatever that was, I feel like you've learned something about yourself. Um, but I still need you to be mindful that you don't allow yourself to um, accept 
certain behaviors um, or for someone to make you feel a particular way. And not saying that you then tell them to like F off or you have an argument. It's more about you going, if that doesn't make me feel good, why doesn't make me feel good? Yeah. And then actually saying, hey, that didn't actually make me feel good because of X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually showing you that there are areas in your life that just need that you need to kind of look at and be like, oh, this is triggering me in some way, shape, or form. And it may be that person, they may not they may not have done something, but whatever they said in that moment or the situation that presented itself has triggered you to feel less than. And then rather than attacking them, it's more about going, okay, why did that make me feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. And then if this is an important person in your life, then it's more about um, having that conversation about what has occurred or how it made you feel. And look, nine times out of 10, when you tell someone, um, especially if they have the right intentions for you, that that hurt you, they'll be very mindful to not do it again or they'll be more mindful of their own actions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me just keep going through here. Okay, let's have a look. Alrighty. So when I focus in on relationships as a whole for you, I mean, that element of like self-worth and validation keep coming up. So they're the two main words that highlight you. So it feels like you've you've been actually working a lot on either your self-worth or how you view yourself, who you are as an individual, that type of stuff. Makes sense? Yep, definitely the self-validation piece, 100%. Um, and so I feel like for you, like, so you're learning through all of that, but what they keep saying to me is the main lesson that keeps being highlighted for you when you are working on your self-worth or your self-validation is um, they keep talking about like there is a lack of you really understanding who you are and who you're wanting to become. So there does feel like there you're on you're not you're not yet on the precipice of change, but you feel like I want to be different. That's what keeps coming up, right? You just don't know exactly how you want to be different. And that can be really difficult because it's almost like, well, I can be different if I do this because that's the norm or that's how other people have been different. And now different for you might be, I just want to work in, in this spiritual space. Or I just want to work in my own business and I don't want to have like another nine to five job, right? That could be meaning that you're wanting to be different. You want to be seen different. You want to kind of identify as a, you know, over here, right? but for you it's almost like it's not gonna it doesn't work if you just do what everyone else has done and I think that you've learned that along the way that whenever you have done something that other people have done it doesn't always work for you it feels like you want more you want something different you want to kind of like it's like you want to kind of turn it on its head a little bit does that make sense yeah I 100% I've been tuning into that and the word that comes up for me is outlier like I really that yeah <laughs> left of center outlier want to do it my own way um yeah. and then yes validate myself through that but sometimes I the pendulum swings too far to the you know working on the self-validation that I can um have a bit of a guard around my heart because I'm like oh I don't want to get I don't want to lean on anyone for validation where it's not safe right. and go into that energy because I'm in such an energy of um yeah, like wanting to be a rock star. So there's no room for <laughs> like worrying about someone else to make me feel assured. Yeah. I really do fear that if that comes up, if I get close to people. Yeah. 
And I, yeah, and I think for you, it, it's the only reason um, it comes up for you is because it's linked to this, like, like the lack of your identity hasn't yet been realised, meaning that you, you kind of want to do something left of centre, but you don't exactly know what that actually is or what that looks like or how you kind of, what you're meant to like feel into, if that makes sense. And so I keep getting told for you the best way for you to kind of move through this life lesson. And I think for you, this is going to be a lesson that you will see pop up throughout your whole life because identity is a massive thing. And so is self-validation. They're not small lessons, they're big ones. And for you, it's about like processing it and overcoming it when the situation arrives to elevate to the next level of who you are, your identity, because we are always changing. You know, you're not the same person you were when you were 10 and you definitely won't be the same person when you're 50, right? So our identity is a massive lesson for most people, not everyone, because some people just get it when they're young and that's it, right? But I think for you, because you are wanting to, like I said, turn your industry or turn your life on its head where you're still fulfilled but you're doing it differently, I think for you they keep getting... um, they keep saying to me, it's almost like as if, forget about how other people have done it. So can you please tell me like what it is that you really want to do? Be a rock star. When I say rock star, I'm talking about music and acting. Okay, right. So for you, most people would have done um, would done it through like, you know, I don't know, I'm going to go to NIDA or something like that or whatever, right? So there's a path. Normally like there's a path, right? Mm-hmm. That's everyone does and for you it is doing it slightly differently so it might be that you go and um, get an agent or you work with someone who's in PR you you have to create the energy that you are already in that space so you you got to kind of present it differently yeah and then that will allow you to move out of the path that everyone else is on so whether it is you creating YouTube videos and you show your rock star-ness on that, whether you do a music video and you put that up there, whether you are on Instagram and you're constantly like sharing um, songs or, you know, dialogue of acting or whatever, it's about allowing yourself to be seen, right? And this is probably why that identity came up because like when you are a rock star and when you are an actor, there you're playing a part right? So you as Manny is one version of you and then you as your craft is going to be whatever version the the director or, you know, whatever version the song is creating you to move into. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I always, because when people have artist names and stuff like that, it doesn't fully resonate with me because I feel like, I don't feel like there's different identities. I feel like it's just, that's it. Like mm-hmm. I'm just me and (laughs) I want that to flow into the different areas not like I have to put on a different hat yes and I think this is this is probably some of like your block as well because it's almost like um you can be you but you have to remember that if you want to go into acting when you act you're a different person because you're in you're in character yeah see I see acting very different because I see on more of in a, in a shadow work level of I'm just turning dialing up different parts of me dialing down different parts of me I'm I'm not actually playing a character I'm playing myself I'm just amplifying the parts that the given character is and finding that within myself so I kind of see it as amplifying and dialing up as if like in in with shadow work I kind of talk about it like it's a mixer 
yeah. with the different aspects of self that I embody all of them. So when yeah. I'm playing a character, I kind of dial up and dial down the aspects. Um, and then after I have to make sure I, I, you know, cut ties from, from the work. So mm-hmm. I'm not too, too in it, but I do. Yeah. I also see that differently in playing a character. I don't feel like I'm playing someone else. I feel like I'm just bringing myself into it. So I think this is kind of where they say there's a lack of identity because when you do that, what you start to do is that you identify that you are all parts of whatever you are playing. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Rather than if that was who you were naturally, then you would you would step into that that version of you. Right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have to wait for a part or you wouldn't have to wait for a song to then be like, oh, this is a version of me. This is an aspect of my shadow side or this is an aspect of my light side, however you're wanting to call it. Yeah. And that's why they're saying you've got to get really clear on who Maddie is as an individual as she walks through this earth and what is your purpose here. Right? The moment you lock into that, then you allow yourself the freedom to move into different spaces. You were saying you dial up and dial down, but at the same time by doing that, you are not actually honing in on who you individually are and how you want to present yourself to the world, right? It means that you are just constantly this big energy that has to dial in and out and up and down in order to suit something that then taps into your self-validation. Can you see how you're you're naturally playing into your own fears your own blocks if you if you continue to move that way yeah kind of I mean I have to have a think about it because I just see that as how I yeah how I work through my craft Mm -hmm. but then when I'm like me as me I feel like I know who I am and what I want and the impact that I want to create it's just yeah yeah craft thing yeah. So I think and that that's why maybe it's just how you're narrating it. So mm. because what you're what I'm hearing is you're saying that this is who I am and I'm just dialing myself up and down for the different parts that I'm creating. Yeah, maybe it is the way that I'm kind of wording wording it. But I mean what I mean is when I'm playing a character, I'm not playing a character. I'm just putting myself in the scene. And you would, so for example, would you act the same way in a real life situation as you would if the, like whatever the director is saying the character is going through? Yes. I mean, you give, you, you're given the circumstances of the character and the characteristics and aspects of the character. So I find that within myself, but as like shadow work is the law of oneness, like I do know that I embody all those aspects. So if I was to play a murderer, for example, I'm not going to murder someone, but I do turn up that manipulative part of me, which I do have, but I'm not going to use it when I'm cooking with mum in the kitchen. It's just different aspects that we have that we either dial up for certain scenarios. Um, If I do need to use that, then it might be in a scene where I have to use that if I'm some manipulative murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like I'm stretching and bending and like changing myself and confused about my, my own identity. I just, I feel very anchored when I'm playing different characters, not, but I, from, yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> I get how different actors have their different ways and like they might, you know, attach their own triggers to the character or their own, um, 
situations and memories and stuff to the feelings of the character. So I guess there's a bit of like a, a method method kind of way of acting personally, but everyone has their own, yeah, strategy, I guess. Okay. So this is, or this is just what's coming through, right? So if you're wanting to move away from um, having anyone validate you, right, or there's validation, you have to get a lot more stronger in who you are. And I feel like who you are, so you keep talking about like the shadow work and kind of you bring that into your craft and you say you want to be a rock star. But I think maybe this is kind of what they're talking about. So do you really want to, because um, what you're doing is you're using your um, craft or your work and then you are tapping into your healing, right? Because that's yeah. all you moving through shadow, through light. It's about you healing through whatever it is that you're healing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you are going to have to, this is where they're saying there's a lack of identity slightly. So you might know who you are because you are working a particular way, but you're also tapping into the parts of you that need to be healed or the parts of you that have been triggered. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask you, do you want to be a rock star in the sense of the entertainment industry or do you want to be a rock star that then helps people move through their shadow side? Because what you are ultimately doing is you are using the acting as your base of therapy. Yes, yes, yes. So I, yeah, 100%. So I do love working with creatives mm -hmm. and the grand vision, like Nirvana at the moment, it's it's coaching on Zoom, but the grand vision is to be, like a touring artist, that's what I mean as rockstar, as actor, have you know, be in the films, create my own films, write my own films, do all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I see Nirvana turning into more of uh, it retreats for artists in the jungle, really, where you we are moving through our trauma and doing that stuff and doing the shadow work. That's the grand vision of it. I don't see myself, you know, touring the world, playing shows, and being on Zoom calls. Yeah. um down the line but that's how i see me using the spiritual aspect in in the healing world and then obviously part of the healing is like any artist whether they know it or not is writing the songs and sharing the songs and lyrics and channeling that and that's you know put out there to create impact and connect and heal um mm -hmm. people as well but I, I, yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Whereas acting has been a very he healing place for me and yeah. music has been my healing place personally. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I think if you can look at your journey so far is to then work in this space of the shadow and I'll just say that and then you'll know what I mean like the retreats and however you're wanting to work that's ultimately where your purpose is you're just using the entertainment industry as your platform of healing and experiencing and developing and mm -hmm. so forth. and maybe this is why they keep talking about remember your identity as to what your purpose is and what you're here to do so every step of the way as you are progressing through your life Always remember what the end goal is. Now, taking it back to relationships, because that's kind of where we originally started from. You know, I said to you before, like, just because someone is like nice and they don't un uh, intentionally mean to hurt you, when you are in a relationship, I don't want you to look at that person's light and shadow aspect and try and dissect it and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. You have to be, you have to be Maddie 
yes, whose purpose is to, you know, go off and help people, but in a relationship, I don't want you to have that type of mindset. It has to be like, what are two people coming into to offer each other? Mm. Yeah. That's why I think they honed in on relationships and then they honed in on your identity and where you're going and what you're wanting to do. Because this is why I feel like it's super important that the Maddie that is going to do big things for people down the track is also the Maddie that isn't going to um, have her relationships compromise because she wants to help people. Yeah, yeah, especially attracting because I'm all about with everything that I do is about expression so I can see parts of people, especially with men, I see them as their child self, like I see that. So I will attract men that really trouble have trouble expressing yes and i know it and i fucking hate it because i say that i want someone equally open and curious and spiritual and can communicate and all these things um but the ones that come to me definitely are the ones that struggle to communicate and i know that their allure in me is my expression and my emotions but it's definitely hard with people that aren't tapped in with their emotions. So I can see that playing out as well. So maybe when you're in that relationship with people, that's where that lack of identity comes into play. Like they don't know really who they are and then you're going into a version of you to kind of like compensate. So then you're attracting these people because it's not what really you want. Mm. It might be that you change the narrative of what you want as an as as your individual because your identity is not just about who you are and how you present to the world it's also like who's going to be by your side who's in your circle because mm. that starts to shape your identity like because how you mm. want and um, they don't suit the rock star vision correct mm. right so if they don't and all you're seeing is you having to fix their problems or that's how it like that's how it appears be smaller yeah yeah then you need to kind of change your narrative going well, this is the type of relationship that I want, right? So you have to remember that, yes, you're, you're healing and you're working on the shadow aspect um, and that your your craft is the platform that is helping you move through that. And so when you speak with spirit or when you kind of speak with yourself, you want someone who's very secure in who they are and you want them to understand what their identity is. I feel like that's kind of why these words are coming up and you don't want them to come to you for validation either. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think these lessons are for you to kind of go, I've got to own myself, but I also don't want to attract the things that I'm trying to make sure that I have a handle on. Yeah. Yeah. Up to show you where there might be holes in your, you know, things, or they might be triggering you to kind of elevate you even more. Mm. Yeah. You want someone who is strong and secure. So then they, yes, they'll definitely trigger you, but it's through uh, evolution and growth together, not because they're making you feel less than or you, you know, having to tap into this like, oh, what's wrong with me or what's happened here or da 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 da. Like, why am I? Yeah, so I always, because I can have a bit of a tendency to look at, take the blame and be like, oh, I'm triggered, but it's not them because it's obviously within me. But kind of what I'm picking up from this is I could also be tapping into 
their energy in something that's not mine but then it but it is mine because then it's kind of making because with me I feel like I know who I am but I get what you're saying with relationship it's almost like I have to shrink it a little bit Mm -hmm. and I've attracted people that aren't as they don't have a fire in their belly like I have a fire in my belly Mm -hmm. and it would be nice for someone and and I wrote a song about this called wish wish I knew you which I haven't released and there's a line in there saying that we build our empires together like we have our empires and I have not come across someone um that I've been attracted to where they're also building an empire it's always like oh I'll I'll kind of dumb down what I'm my mission and you're confused about anything that you're doing or any of your feelings or where you're going at all yes and I think that's that's the key thing here. So you've nailed it on. So you know exactly kind of what Spirit's saying. Like, you know, in relationships, you 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 dull yourself down. Like you allow yourself to get triggered that then even though you know who you are, they are forcing you to question parts of that. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm saying I think you've got to change the narrative of what you're wanting to attract. So then that way when you do get triggered, remember I said before, like if you get triggered to people who are using a lot of spirituality to disassociate, mm. um, have a look at why things are happening. Like get your kind of like head into going, you know, why did that happen? Why am I feeling this way? Is it me? Is it them? Is it something that I, I'm still processing? Um, and, you know, if it's, if it's a you thing, then it's just a, an area that goes, oh, you know, you don't have to play small, but it's an area that maybe you can go, oh, I just need some further development. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes, you know, especially in the healing space, you know, when we look at being triggered, it's all like we automatically go to something's wrong with me. I've got a past trauma. I've got to figure it out. Me, 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 me. Like, yes. I'm the, right. Sometimes being triggered is just you're being triggered and it's a, it's a learning in that situation to possibly overcome the communication or why you've been triggered. It may not actually be that you have some deep-rooted trauma that you have to un- unpack and figure out for the next five years, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It might just be that something has happened and you got to deal with that situation, right? Because when we do heal, we're still going to be put through situations. We're still going to be coming up against opposition, like you're a human being and you're working with other human beings that it may not always be as aware as you. So you are going to be triggered. You are going to come up against opposition. It's how you deal with it. And it's not always about coming back to self and going, oh, what did I do wrong? Where am I to blame? What's wrong with me? Because the more you do that, then you're going to go through life thinking, I'm always an issue. I'm always needing to be fixed. I'm always needing to X, Y, Z. Right? Yeah. Healing is like a lifelong thing, but God, like can you imagine if every single day someone says something to you and you think that you're you're to blame or you got more work to do, they'd be like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, so you can't always look at it like that. You can definitely look at the bigger picture and how like how your actions or your words um contributed to that situation. But you then don't go off and go like, oh, I need to have like a million sessions of therapy because I'm a bad person. Because that is kind of what society has slowly moved the healing industry into, that if you're upset or you're feeling bad, you're the problem, right? We don't go around like, you know, actively hurting people. But this is why I said to before, if someone has upset you, you actually have a conversation, Yes, instead of me going, hey, how do I strengthen my own validation so I'm not so insecure? That's the blame part I put on myself. 
Exactly. Because you're probably, if you have that conversation, you're they'll probably be able to kind of said, shed some light to you as to why they did that. And most of the time when someone um, is projecting their own stuff onto you, it's because they're hurt. And if you understand where that hurt is coming from, you can understand why then you were triggered, right? Because you might en- end up having very similar hurts, but in different, showing up in different ways. But that doesn't mean that you haven't healed it. It just means that it's being highlighted to you right, that there is something that that this person is either mirroring to you or they have something that they need to heal and maybe you're the right person to help teach them how to move through it. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah? If you so choose to. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hopefully that's kind of given you an idea of what life lessons can kind of entail. Thank you. Yeah, that was really powerful. Really cool how it looped back to the beginning piece because we went into a bit of the yeah I'll have to listen back as well a hundred percent I'm glad thank you so much I have I mean we've gone quite a while I guess <laughs> I let that um go a bit I guess I have a, a question around when you're doing the life lesson readings and you're essentially giving people an idea of where they can take responsibility mm-hmm. how do you navigate i guess treading lightly depending on the amount of ego work slash awareness levels of the person that you're working with because sometimes it's quite hard to hear mm-hmm. where some someone can take responsibility for an area in their life mm-hmm. and i think um so when we do a life lesson especially when it's like um like those one-off sessions so that like the reading itself um, I'll always give them, um, you know, like, well, spirit will be like, well, this person in order to kind of move through this might need to go um, and see a therapist or they might actually go, they might need some body work done, meaning like seeing a kinesiologist or whatever the case may be. So, or they might just need to do um, their own daily practice or, you know, there'll be stuff that comes through that helps the person um, be able to navigate through this, right? So with you, with what we spoke about, it was very clear that you've kind of got this. It's just more about you being aware of what is actually going on for you. Does that make sense? Because you you do your own shadow work. You're quite connected with yourself. So you know if you needed to seek a therapist about something or you needed to go see your um, kinesiologist or your Reiki person, you would do that, right? But for you, it was more about understanding where your life lessons are placed um, and knowing what to do through those situations when they arise. But for some people who are maybe not so spiritually aware or don't have this at their disposal, it's more about spirit saying, okay, they need to do this, 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 and this. These are the type of people they need to see. Um, if they've never gone to, like, for example, an energy healer before and they've had therapy, then there are people that I know and would be like, right, this might be a good person to start with. Even sometimes health stuff comes up and it might be like, well, I think you need to see a naturopath and if you don't have one, maybe go to your GP or there's a person that I know that you can definitely have a chat to. So that's kind of like how I try and help people when it's like one-off sessions because obviously I'm not in their life on a regular basis. But for those who um, sign up to the personal development packages, So we work through things together. So I will help them navigate through all of this. They will also get those um, channeled personal meditative hypnosis healings to help their subconscious mind and and their conscious mind connect. So it's almost like just breaking down the barriers, especially if ego is coming up. And the only way to break down those barriers 
is to actually create a safe space for them to be themselves and to express that part of themselves. And that's why um, when we work together more intimately, I'm there for that person. Do you know what I mean? And that's how I help them move through it. Because even in like readings, we don't always hear what you want to hear. Um, so, you know, ego is always going to be, especially if the, if the person, um, is fearing the future, which is why the life lessons is more about, right, this is kind of what's coming up. This is something that you need to know. And nine times out of 10, most people will not book in for a life lesson reading if they're not ready to take responsibility. Mm. Yeah. Just the name in itself. (laughs) I got to learn it. And I always say to people, like, I'm just going to give you what spirit tells me. I'm going to offer you the guidance. I'm going to offer you the steps in order to help you move through this. And it's not as hard as you think it is. Mm. And then it's really up to the person. I can't then control their movements after that. I can only give them the information that they have come for. If they really want to move through it, then they will, whether they do it in that moment or whether they revisit the session three months later and go, right, now I'm ready to tackle it. Because even though the life lessons are about you taking responsibility and creating your own life and your own journey, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to want to do it in that moment. Right? Some people need to hear it, need time to mull it over, need time to integrate with it. And then whether it's three months or six months down the track, they revisit the recording or you know they relook at kind of their notes. You know, I don't mind when they do it, but the thing is they'll end up doing it because spirit will never give you information that they don't think that you're ready to actually action on, whether you action immediately or you action it in the future. The information is there for you to then do with what you please and eventually you will evolve because there's no way that spirit will not allow you to evolve once you're aware of something. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, first step is always the awareness. 100%, Yeah. Cool. So I will put everything in the show notes of where to find you. So yeah, where, what's your Instagram? Where do you hang out? Where can we book a session? All the things. I love it. So um, my Instagram handle is at modern.day.medium. So I hang out there quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) There's always like either like free readings going on or um, information about what's coming up for me. Um, If they're wanting to book a session in my Instagram profile, there's like a link tree and that will take you to um, my diary. It'll take you to my website. It'll take you even to my podcast show. So I've got a podcast show called The Divine Masterpiece. And this is where I do case studies on people who've had life lessons because I do think that we are all connected. And so life lessons will shop for people um, in different ways, but possibly the explanation or how to process it might resonate with people so that's why I've created that show just so people can feel like oh my god it's not just me or it's not like you know it doesn't just happen to me because I feel feel like a lot of the times people feel isolated when they don't either either have a support network that can resonate with their experience or their situation that's why I say to people like find your tribe find the people who um can kind of be there for your ups and downs and then if they don't go through very similar situations to you, then that's when you seek support through your network, as in like through holistic therapists or westernized medicine or whatever works for you. So it's super important that I feel that, you know, we we need to have platforms that people feel like they can connect without them feeling like isolated that, you know, 
celebration only happen to them because when you feel like that, then you always start to doubt yourself. You always start to go, oh, there's always something wrong with me. Mm. And I think it's really important that we understand that we're all connected and we tend to go through very similar things. We just label it differently at different times. That's all. So yeah. I'll definitely say, yeah, go to Instagram at modern.day.medium. Um, everything is there. Others in my website, which is www.moderndaymedium.com.au. So that's kind of where I, I feel like is the best place to start to have a read about me to you can see me in action like when I'm doing things and when I post things or even listen to the divine masterpiece so that's probably the best way to go awesome I'll put everything in the show notes and uh, yeah I've listened to a few of the episodes on the divine masterpiece and it is really cool listening to other people's life lessons because you've got that sense of like my ego is not activated because it's not quote unquote about me so I'm detached but I'm still benefiting from the lesson because I can kind of because I've dropped down those walls it can kind of like integrate and sink in for myself so it is definitely beneficial listening in on other people's journeys and lessons and stuff like that too 100%. awesome well thank you so much for coming on today and for the reading um yeah I'm so excited to share this episode <laughs> And also your your viewers will have um, a 15% discount off the life lesson. So I'll pop it up and I'll, and so I'm going to give you the code of Nirvana. So once this is launched, um, then your, your peeps will have a week of being able to have 15% off a life lesson session. Um, and all that you do is use the code Nirvana. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome.